Marvel exec says the studio is going woke for that money. Tolkien rolls over in his grave as a panel discusses forgiving Saruman, the queer, and Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. Take Two have a woke panel discussing equity, inclusion, diversity at E3 instead of games. And Blue Shark 45 blows his top over the fact that Splinter Cell has still not made an appearance in E3 in over 20 years. We'll cover all that and more on tonight's show. Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where you actually have a drunk Cecil tonight. Yeah, yeah, believe it, believe it, punk. I'm drinking. It's on. Don't let him lie uh-huh. to you. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Wait, wait, wait. Was did I just did I just hear that correctly? Was that a wild D just appeared? Better use that master ball. I'm fast. <laughs> you doing D? I'm doing pretty good, man. Pretty good. Long time no here. How you been? Hiding under a rock. I heard. I heard. Is it moist it under that? Oh, moist and cozy and uh, greatest of all, no people. Love it. And we've got Damoc joining us tonight. Damoc, how you feeling, man? I'm still alive. Can only complain a little bit. <laughs> I gotta say, I really like that shirt. I'm liking it a lot. I'm loving the shirt. Absolutely. How's it fitting? Does it fit okay? Um, yeah, I, it fits nice and loose the way I like it, man. Nice. See, that's not fair. You sent me a size too small, so my shirt fits like it belongs to, and I quote from you, my little brother. Hey, hey, I asked for your shirt size like a month or more ago. Oh, this doesn't that's feel the- very loose. It feels a little tight around here and on the arms. That's, no, 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 no. That's because you have bulked up your mass in the past eight weeks that the shirt doesn't fit any longer. That is not my fault. I have been putting this together for quite some time. Quite you some time? Blue Shark 45. Blue Shark, how you feeling, man? I'm just filled with so much rage, so much anger, so much disappointment. That, I mean, seriously, The shirt folks. can't be that tight. No, I'm just I'm just pissed that there was no Splinter Cell D3. Oh boy. <laughs> I thought we we're not supposed to talk about it. No, we're not supposed to talk about it. But what we are supposed to talk about is what is everybody drinking. But before we do that, let's talk about these shirts and wh- what else did you guys cuz I I'm pretty confident I sent you guys something else other than a shirt, right? Well, ladies Wait. and gentlemen, we have these wonderful one of a kind Perfectly sized, slightly smoked GNA podcast shot glasses, complete with your own little tiny character version of whoever was on the back of the shirt and the wonderful iconic GNA podcast logo. Yeah, and uh, every one of the cast, uh, Dave, uh, Blue Shark, Zyber, and Damoc, you've been on here enough that we count you. Um, every each one got one, 
specifically with their character on it. I had a flightless artist who's in our discord, drew some really cool anime styled characters, gave us our own little take. Um, mine is actually holding a guitar and has a Jason Voorhees mask shirt on, which is badass, by the way. Um, Blue Shark, what did yours have besides gargantuan guns? So, so you can actually see that she's actually taking the time to detail the bulging biceps of my forearms. And uh, my character is wearing uh, baggy pants, and uh, he has a glorious beard and a blue tank top. Nice. Damoc, Somebody needs to go back to school. I was going to say, you got to thank Damoc for, thank Damoc for the bulging muscles. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I, know. I, I, I screw up sometimes. No oh, man, uh, when she was drawing them, I was like, "No, bigger, go go bigger, more muscly. <laughs> think like fuck, think Hulk, but like you know, human size. Just keep bulking up, man. <laughs> it was good. Synthol kid. <laughs> and what about yours, Daybok? What did yours? Uh, what was yours like? Because yours was actually the first one so, she drew. Correct. I had actually commissioned it directly from her and said, "Hey, blah blah. blah. I want my own little fucking anime character type thing." It was a. Uh, it was actually a ploy to get her to draw more feet and hands. Uh, and she didn't really draw hands or on my character too much. But yeah, uh, I look like a stone skater. Honestly. I was going to say, you do. With like a, what is it, a, an anarchist shirt on? What's on your shirt on the, uh, on the thing? Uh, I mean, I wear pentagram stuff. So, of course, it's a, it's a pentagram on the shirt that says Daymok above the top of it. And, uh, nice. you know, I, I made her do my tattoo. And, you know, blur it up a little bit so that it looks kind of like I have that tattoo right there. I think she did a fucking, it's a great job. But that's, if you would have seen me in the 90s, that's kind of what I look like. I showed her pictures and that's my hair and everything that, yeah, she did a great fucking job, man. Yeah, I think she did a fantastic job. And the, the other one, uh, Zyber, unfortunately, is is not with us tonight. Um, but his is, he's got a, one of his traditional hoodies on. Uh, even when I think it's got the matching the colors of his hoodie. Um, and I think he's got a set of headphones on. Um, honestly, I don't know. I'm not looking at it right now. You know, it's all, even though it's on my back because it's on these shirts and it's on the back of the shirts. But uh, yeah, that was the, I say in, in years past, I've gotten, we've done jerseys, gaming jerseys, which D is actually wearing the gaming jersey right now. Um, I've did the Friday the 13th um, painting, which is behind me on the wall. And I think Blue, as I say, Blue, you still got yours. D, do you still have yours? Yeah, I just haven't got the uh, the frame to put it up on the wall yet. We were redoing a lot of the game office. I tore everything out of it. So, oh, God, listen to him getting all defensive there. Like I was going to bust his balls because he knew I was going to bust his balls over being years and he hasn't done anything with it. Well, anywho, to all those who brought a shot glass, if they don't have one, if you just have one grabbing, this is to a, another hopefully long, long season of the GNA. I, uh, I've got some pinnacle whipped cream vodka in mine. What do you got? I have a, uh, let's see, I think it's Tennessee honey. Yep, Tennessee whiskey. It's uh, the their honey version. All right. What about you, Damoc? And I have some bullet rye, the last Ooh. of the bullet rye before we break out into the peppermint moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> D, you shooting with us? Yeah, it's, it's from a cup, though. <laughs> All right. Well, salud. Salud. Oh, man, I forgot how much I love vodka. 
Mm. Yeah, I love vodka. It doesn't love me. Mm. No, it doesn't love me either. That peppermint moonshine is going to be interesting. Well, I was going to say, for the rest of tonight, I am actually drinking some Victory Golden Monkey. This is actually my second one. Uh, so I've got uh, I've got a few of these. I'm gonna be plowing down. What are you drinking for the uh, for the rest of the evening, Blue Shark? I am enjoying a glass of uh, <clears throat> Pampero Anniversary Rum. Ooh, I think that's right. Pampero. It's not Pompero. Yeah, it's Pampero. So 25th Anniversary Rum. Um, did you just mix whiskey and rum? I did. I did bite me. Yeah, I'm mixing vodka and beer. I mean, just, just, just seriously, just come Wait, at me, bro. Just come. I'm, at I'm, me. Kind, of a, I'm kind of a vodka. zombie. I might actually bite you. Actually, he will. I've seen it. Um, but uh, a few yeah, it's a, uh, it's a good, it's a good rum. It's uh, a little more expensive. I forget. I think it's a little in the higher forty range. But um, I'm enjoying it. Unfortunately, with melted ice cube. Oof. Yeah, we did take a little long. Well, actually, love a phrase. You took a little long. Yeah, I know. On Six that whole tries, intro that write I'm going, it down. Look, yeah, I... That I'm going to probably Damoc, edit out Damoc, anyways. Can, Damoc can attest to this. I have at least one intro under my belt where I did not have to write it down, and I think I did it in one or two takes. <laughs> I think I did okay. it in one or two takes. <laughs> at least one. One or, two, one or two takes, like, 15 minutes after the nine failed takes, yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about the other time that I did this. <laughs> Go back. The last episode I was on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did that one take. Maybe two. Uh, yeah, like like one or two, you know, after you rehearsed it a couple times. What are you uh-huh. drinking, Damoc? Uh I am drinking Elysian Space Dust. A oh, very, so good. Yeah, it, it just straightforward. If you haven't had it already... I don't know where you live in the United States. If you don't live in the United States and you might have not had it, it's good. Find it. I'm sure you can find it overseas. It's a big distillery now. So, Portland? Oh, yeah. And, and, and Elysium Space Dust is like, it's super hoppy. Like, it's got that super floral taste and it's got that like grapefruit finish. It's all oh, just, it's such, for a staple IPA, it's got everything that you're looking for. That one's yeah. from Portland, right? Or Washington State? I don't think Where it's from Washington at? State, is is it? I thought I heard it. It was from Portland. It is from Seattle, Washington. Holy and, shit! And Portland, Colorado. It's from Colorado and Washington. I think it's originally from Washington, though. It says brewed and bottled by Elysian Brewing Company, Incorporated, Seattle, Washington, and Fort Collins, Colorado. Okay, so it's a it's a crapshoot which one you're getting. But you know what? I don't give a fuck, crapshoot, what you're getting. They all taste good. It, like, yeah. I've yet to open a space dust that I went, ugh, this one tastes kind of funny. Yeah, I think I had one skunked, and it still, it was, it's actually still drinkable. Yeah, I've, I've actually had a couple of them skunked because I left a cooler outside, and it was what it was. But they refroze, and they weren't the greatest, but that was my own fault. Mm. What about you, D? What are you drinking with us tonight, man? Well, being from Vermont... I'm drinking a sapling maple bourbon. It's from Saxon's Distillery in Vermont. It's actually quite nice. It uh, you can actually smell the kind of the sweet maple aroma. I was gonna say, and, and all of a and sudden we lost Daymok because as soon as you say maple, he's like, Hoop! 
You can taste the maple. It's actually on a sweet side. This bourbon's actually sweet and you can taste the maple. They, they make it with maple syrup. It's fantastic. That is so you know, fucking you know, us, gross. Us Vermonters live off the stuff, you know? That is so fucking gross, dude. Like, just, no. I puke in my, I'd like, I have it sitting in the fucking bottom of my throat right now that I'm just like, oh no, no. Told you. I would have sent him maple candy. When he says it, when he says it's disgusting, he means so fucking disgusting. And confirm, Elysium is based in Seattle, Washington. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. You confirm that. And I'm glad I got you. So I'm hoping that that shirt is going to, like, stretch out as you use it a bit more. Because right now, it, it really does look like you're wearing your little brother shirt. <laughs> like I said, you did this on purpose. I didn't. I didn't. I, if you look uh-huh. at the friggin' Full size... Malarkey. The size of it is exactly what you said it was supposed to be. I put it on and I'm like, yeah, this thing feels tight. And I was like, <laughs> whatever. That's, that, that's probably the joke. Cecil, what? I know what you should get for him next for a GNA shirt. What's that? A wife beater two sizes too small. No, so funny thing is, is that I got, so I've always worn a large t-shirt like for forever. Uh, it's either a large or a large long, depending on who makes it. Um, oh, I love those t- longs. Well, Unfortunately, my torso happens to be gargantuan because I'm like six and a half feet tall. Well, well you know, yeah, say, you, it's, you it's know. great because like you actually yeah. have like like coverage. Like otherwise, Ex- it feels like as soon as you stick your hands like here, it's like oh hey everyone, check out my belly button. Exactly, you're like hey look at my navel. Okay, I'll for those of you who out. who aren't actually hacked into our system and watching our cameras right now, and you're just listening through the audio podcast, um, I just took my hands like to the point where my fingertips are level with the top of my head. Uh, yeah, I just raised my hands way above my head, though. Like, I'm all the way the fuck up there. Stop flashing us. Shh. You like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> State of Games. State of Games is where we talk about what we've been playing for the past week, or we just pontificate about how we feel gaming is today. And, oh boy, do I have a rant. So, I'm going to go way last, because I might just not say it if we run too long. But D... We haven't heard from you in so long. What is your state of games, man? No, wait, wait, wait. This past week, not since you've last been on the show, all right? Exactly. This week, past week. That's state of games, past week. Well, I've been playing a bit of the uh, Shimagami Tensei 4 on the Switch since it came out. Oh, how is it? Uh, they did a really good job at upping, updating the graphics and everything else, gameplay. It's, it's still like true to you know, its, its roots, so I'm, I'm enjoying playing that. Started playing that. Uh, I actually uh, had been buying games for a while, you know, kind of, you know, just saving money. But uh, after that uh, Nintendo, you know, Direct uh, near during E3, dude, I had to reserve a copy of Metroid Dread, man. Yes! Yeah, well, actually, we we're going to be talking about that later, so hold on to that. I will hold on to that thought. It's gone. What about you, Damoc? What's your state of games, man? Uh, well, I played a lot of Minecraft... I- I say I played a lot of Minecraft. I watched Vintage play a lot of Minecraft in my Minecraft server and had a good time. He's a machine, man. He is a machine. He is an absolute goddamn machine. Uh, Sadly, I did not get to jump on Resident Evil Village. Uh, I did not get to play any more Dwarf Romantic this week. I really need to get back into that. That was a lot of fun. I did randomly pick up Mars Tactical Base Defense. Um... and I played the shit out of it. I mean, shit out of it, maybe an hour, two day, maybe two hours. 
it's a good little base defense strategy game. Uh, it's I didn't expect it to be all that fun. I expected it to be a regular tower defense type game. And I actually got sucked into the story. And I I really like the way that they do it. There's no pausing. Well, there is pausing, but you can't build when you're paused. You can't do any of that. You're limited on resources and not just resources as in, you know, oh, I'm, we have to mine this ore and get all of that. You're re- you have to man every single turret that you do and you're limited on where. So you're scrambling half your forces back and forth across the map. And all of that to man whatever turret that they're coming up to fight and everything. It it was a lot more interesting and fun than I thought it was ever going to be. It is $5.49 on Steam right now. Down from the $21.99 that it was. So I figured, fuck it for less than $6. Let me pick it up there. Uh, And I definitely, I like tower defense games. I always have. Uh, but yeah, this one was a good take on it. If you liked, they are billions where you always had to move forces around. You couldn't just say, oh, I'm going to build 9,000 towers right here and 9,000 over here and defend everything. Uh, this is a game you might actually really enjoy. I'm on the sixth level and got my ass handed to me after curb stomping the first five levels. So good game. I'm enjoying it so far. Nice. Very cool. What about you, Blue? So I haven't had a lot of console or PC gaming getting in. Um, I've turned into the very thing that I fear, the very thing that I hate, the very thing that I said I would never do. I've turned into a uh, mobile phone gamer. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm sad and pathetic, and I should uh, I should not have a spot on the show anymore. I should kill myself. I know. I, I don't get the hate mail. But if you do want to send in the hate mail, it's GNA Podcast at GNA and your DNA dot one. Uh, so I've been playing Pokemon Go. Um, I missed out on that Slowpoke uh, raid thing because I just didn't make the time to go find uh, a raid. So I missed out on that, unfortunately. Um, I got in some time with uh, Wordscapes, which uh, I kind of do dailies with that. It's a word-based game. You're given six to seven letters. You have to match. You have to basically fill in a crossword puzzle, uh, except you don't get any hints. And I also did some good old-fashioned. We haven't talked about this in a long time. I don't think it's active on our Discord server anymore. Uh, Idle RPG. Oh, Um, nice. I I am still level 17, I think, the last time I talked about this. Uh, My pet dies occasionally because I forget to do it. I forget to feed him and play with him uh, some days Uh, because, you know, I get busy and I forget to play the game for a day. And uh, I am currently on that last, well, you're on, I'm on the level 17 mission, and I've died now three or four times in a row, and my luck is like 45% of what it should be, so yeah, I'm having trouble. I gotta I need bring some that luck. game back. I haven't, uh, you're right, I took that off there a while ago, and uh, yeah, I, I actually, bring that back. I created a Discord server um, for it. Really? Yeah, I well, actually invite I was, me to it so I can play. <laughs> sure, bitch. I'll, I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you an invite to the, to, to the uh, the Blue Shark Forty Five server. If you would like an invite to Blue Shark Forty Forty Five server, please email us at gna podcast at gna and your dna dot one. Can Can you tell that I'm I'm begging for emails because we never get any? 
Can you? We never do. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. Anyway, yeah. so my state of games, um, I'm going to go through this quick. I've been playing, uh, I've touched into Fallout 4 because I really love Fallout games and I beat the hell out of Fallout 3. I really haven't done in Fallout 4. And what I was afraid was going to happen in Fallout 4 is exactly what's happening in Fallout 4. I literally have leveled up to like level 6 and then I started base building and I have not stopped. I literally have just been in Sanctuary, building bases, doing absolutely nothing else. Jumped into Minecraft, actually Damox Minecraft server. Um, Vintage keeps asking, like, keeps trying to get me to go over to wherever he's building a town, and I'm like just walking out in the middle of nowhere. And I, it, not not offensively, I'm just like I'm just strolling out in the middle of nowhere because to me that's what Minecraft is. It's absolutely nothing in the middle of nowhere that you just stroll out and you do. Ah. Uh, I actually jumped into a game called Zafe House Diaries uh, 2, actually, the second sequel. The first one's okay. The second one is uh, enhanced a little bit. Zafe House Diaries is actually a zombie. Um, God, what's the best way to describe this? It's like a zombie apocalypse game, but it's turn-based. You tell your characters what to do, where to go, and you usually have four to five characters. Uh, it's... A lot of reading, a lot of like numbers behind the scene that you don't know what's going on. Um, really, really fun game, but it's a different style of game. Definitely fun. Check it out. I've also been jumping into XCOM Enemy Within. That game has been, I love, I played Enemy Unknown. I went finally through that, got through all the way through it. I'm a sucker for the XCOM games. I finally went through and beat it because I've owned it forever. And I like what they've done. There's some things that I like about the new XCOM. And there's some things I like about the old XCOM. I honestly think that the old XCOM is still my favorite compared to the new XCOM. But that's just me. I've also played a bunch of the Dorf... What is it? Dorfromantic? Dorf Dorf Romantic. That was it, right? Uh, yeah, I'm getting nods, so that means I'm right. Um, I played a, I've played. jumped into that as well. And there's another game called Her Story, which is a really abstract game where you watch a bunch of videos and you're like searching through a crime lab video feed and you do word searches to find out what's happening and you see little videos like 30 to 40 second videos about what happened and you got to piecemeal what together. But that has got nothing to do with what I am really pissed about. E3 sucked. I know, right? Where the hell was Splinter Cell? What the fuck? Like, like, literally, the only thing that I thought was great was Nintendo's reveal. And I'm not going to lie. I, I like Nintendo. However, I don't go to E3 for Nintendo. Normally, this is normally, normally the powerhouses bring the fucking pain. What the fuck happened? Like, seriously, what the fuck happened? I, I was so excited because I always get excited for E3. And I know people will argue that E3 has been really sucky, but I still get excited. I'm like a kid. I, I don't know. It's like my Christmas. I get really excited for it. But this year, I am just, I, just completely let down. And I don't know whether that's because gaming in general is starting to, like, fall off the face of the planet or I, I don't fucking know. But I'm just, I'm so pissed that E3 was just such a fucking letdown. You have a tinfoil hat ready? Everybody wear your tinfoil hats here, okay? I got a retainer. Does that count? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold up. 
Okay, so no one can buy graphical hardware. There's no incentives for them to put out games right now that no one can play with the new graphics cards that are out. You can't buy a motherboard. You can't buy a processor. You can't afford fucking RAM. You definitely can't afford a $4,000 graphics card to play any of these games. They're going to have a shitty E3 year. They're going to have a shitty year because they continue to delay the games that were supposed to come out during the pandemic. But they were waiting for the new graphics cards. So remember all those games that were supposed to come out in December? For the Christmas time, and they didn't. They got pushed back to this year. They were going to be spring of this year, and then they were like, "Wait, no, let's let's wait for E3 to launch more content." And now they're like, "No, all these games that you guys were talking about that we mentioned, no, no. Here's a new Battlefield, and um, here's a new two D fucking Metroid game. Um, yeah. No, no, no. You've got this all wrong. Okay, this is all because Windows 10 has been delayed." And the reason why Windows 10 has been delayed is because they're going to keep pushing out further and further. They're going to delay the next version of Windows, the next version of Windows, and we're eventually going to get back to Windows 98, and then we can start playing games again. As long as it's not Windows ME. Yeah, right. Like it not. You ME. had to bring that up, didn't you? I did. <laughs> I did. And I see the look on your face of like, really? For fucking real? Like, you really had to do that? I had to go there. Uh, don't forget, there's also a chip shortage, which is also exasperated by there's a very special type of sand they need for the silicon, and there's actually a shortage of that sand as well. So even the very... There's, not, like, there's no shortage of that sand at all whatsoever. That sand is not even all that special. That sand can be pulled from multiple beaches, including California, that has a massive coastline of fucking sand. All it is is the refinement process is not going to plan because there's only two refinement sil- or silicone refinement process plants in the world, and they are nowhere near the United States. So you're China. saying because COVID happened and China got shut down, and that's where all of our chips are going to be Not China. Nope. China it, doesn't have those plants either. Is it, uh, is it Vietnam or is it uh, um, Taiwan? No, dude. He's, he's got to throw you for a loop. It's going to be like France. Pakistan. No, it's uh, it's definitely in Southeast oh, wait, wait. Asia. If it's Pakistan, ain't there a lot of sand there? It's pretty much it's all sand there. <laughs> Pakistan? <laughs> oh, Pakistan. I think you said Pakistan. Oh, Pakistan. We're getting canceled. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm staying out of this one. I was just going to say, like, uh, to refine the sand into silicone, there's honestly only one true company that does it. And uh, you might know them. They're a huge fucking brand. Oh, yes, Samsung owns silicone manufacturing. So what I'm hearing is I need to go find Samsung and just go. That's what I need to do. Samsung owns the big refineries. No, you don't need to do that, Cecil. You just need to start singing better. What if I want to do that, though? I mean... Don't judge me. I see judgment. Uh, I see I'm, judgment I'm, right I'm, now. I'm, Don't judge I'm me. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, I can't help it. Uh, you should try to walk a better path, Cecil. Honestly, if my door was open right now, there'd be a cat right in here sitting here judging the fuck out of you. But the door's closed. Yeah, no, like, sand legitimately like, can be processed and purified into what they need to make silicone. It's the factories, the, the two factories, unfortunately, that are not running at full capacity right now. And not to mention they're not running at full capacity, the demand for electronics because everybody did a whole year of stay at home 
has through the been roof, man. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's increased exponentially. Yeah, and supply you, went down. You people that have gotten into this gaming world. Wait, what do you mean, you, you people, people? You people who have picked up the Nintendo Switch because you thought you wanted that console so bad and started playing things like Harvest Moon for Pete's sake. You people that have gotten into this gaming world and are now, that now that you are back, now that COVID vaccines are out, now that everything's opened up again, now that we're going back to work, now that you cannot sit on your couch in your underwear while sitting through Zoom calls, now have to attend work at the office, have neglected your gaming consoles. You are what's wrong with this world. You people, you mean anybody that's not a mobile gamer like him? Racist. Yep. He's so fucking gamist. I was going to say, who the fuck has gone back to work, man? I've still stayed teleworking. <laughs> Hashtag Florida. Well, we, we actually have some topics to talk about tonight. Um, we actually have a whole bunch of topics to talk about tonight. I mean, we want to talk about cryptocurrency. Uh, we got Windows 11 that was supposedly leaked. We've got Nintendo's presentation, which I absolutely loved. There's a Vampire the Masquerade game that, that flew under the radar. Yes, I actually found it through E3. It's one of the one gems I found. And, I mean, come on. Metroid Dread, all Metroid, all the time. So, I mean, like, where do we want to start here? Uh, I say we do the easy stuff first. So, anything crypto and Windows 11. All right, we can kick that. So, the Windows 11 leak. I, personally, like when I'm looking at it, it really just looks like Windows 10 with a skin slapped on it. It is Windows 10 with skin slapped on it. Windows 11 is only a major update to Windows 10. It is not a separate operating system. Is that like Windows, Windows 10.1? 10 10 <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's what I've been trying to really dig into is this going to be the next operating system from microsoft or is this going to be a major patch after fuck i don't know we're, we're past 1909 it's whatever the fuck we're well, we're past 2004 yeah that was the last that was a feature update fu i love how they're fu patches now feature update Right, and I mean, so if you're looking at Windows 10 as a whole, Microsoft has already pulled all the punches for their patches. They're no longer patching Windows 10. There was no patch Tuesday. The next patch Tuesday is not scheduled yet and all of that. So they are withholding patches now because they are about to launch, potentially, the quote-unquote, everybody's calling it Windows 11, but it could just be the next upgrade to Windows 10. And looking at it, I posted a video. I don't know if you guys got a chance to look at it. If you've ever used an Apple and you've used Mac OS, I don't, I don't, I don't use Mac OS. It's very, very similar, but, and I'm sorry, Engadget said it and I'm going to repeat it. It's superior in so many different ways. I do like that. They aligned, they decluttered the desktop entirely. They aligned all the icons in the center of your taskbar instead of the, like, one's all, your clock is still over to the left, but they aligned everything there. They have all the little widget boxes that come up. They're trying to get away from these massively cluttered desktops. We'll see how well they do. I, I liked what it looked like, but it's very unpolished still from the leak. Just as long as it's not like a placeholder, like, what Cecil mentioned, Windows 
me. You you mean like how like the Linux desktops have been for the past decade? Yes. Uh, so Linux Mint is my fucking. F- I love Linux Mint with cinnamon. Right? Like, I know, I, I just fucking drink that, but no, Linux Mint with Cinnamon is my favorite fucking desktop, and it is such a clean mm-hmm. desktop across the board. The icons are clean, the layout is clean, it is fucking beautiful. Dude, um, yes. I love being a Linux guy, and when I saw the Windows 11 stuff coming out, I'm like, that looks really familiar. Yeah. You're talking about OSs or fucking tea time, my god. Hey, they've got that naming down, don't they? Right. But well, I like, mean, like Linux, the Linux genome and KDE, and I know somebody's going to be like, it's GNOME. Yeah, fuck you. Um, I say it how the fuck I want. <laughs> but uh, Windows X10, Windows KDE, like they have all been, like even the AS400, which is literally just a Linux, like, well, the AS400 operating system isn't, but the, the newer AS400s have a Linux-based OS that IBM built, put out. Uh, built and put out like all of it is just so streamlined and just clean looking by comparison and it could possibly just be because not a lot of people are using it so it doesn't get a lot of clutter put on it but literally every single linux box that i have that i actually have a gui on which is only the ones at my house i've actually i think i finally filtered out all the ones at work why the fuck they had GUIs on any of the servers at work, I will never know. Um, that doesn't even f- make fucking sense, dude. No, like, it doesn't. It's a goddamn server. For, for, a Linu- for a Linux server, it makes absolutely no sense. And I think I finally filtered them all out. Um, it was actually funny. So, so, short, short story time with Cecil. So when I got there, they had like, it was, it was a mess. Like it just, it was a mess. And I've, uh, you know, they've literally thrown down projects at me and I've been like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, I'll get to that. Um, and I've gotten to most of them. But I've looked at it and I've been like, all right, what am I going to do here? What am I going to start fixing? And one of the first things that I started fixing, minus the firewalls, which we don't even want to talk about that, was GUIs on like every single server. And it was really funny because I blasted out and I said, you know, because normally, you know, there's the chain of command. You're supposed to go to your boss, and then your boss says, yeah, it's cool, and then they go over here, and blah, 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 blah. I didn't even bother. I, like, went way past that and went to, like, the entire IT department and went, hey, is anybody using the GUI on these servers? And I listed literally every single Linux server that was out there. And everybody – one person came back and said, oh, yeah, I use that. Everybody else was like – what the fuck is wrong with you? Why is there a GUI on a Linux server? And I said, that's a great question. I don't know, but I'm trying to figure out who's using them so that I can either A, kill them, or B, remove it from the server. One of the two. I don't know which one yet. So it turns out there was like one person using the GUI on the server. And the whole reason was they were, it was like the virtual interface. It was a virtual server interface for the guests on the server they didn't know how to use it by command line, so they were using the GUI for it. I'm like, well, just get Xming. Just throw Xming. You'll do it through SSH. You'll still get the GUI. We'll leave that part on there, but we'll actually take the remainder of the GUI off so that's not loading into it, taking up a whole bunch of fucking resources. And they looked at me like I had eight heads. And I'm sitting here going, this is actually a Linux professional, right? Like, I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm not the guy, am I? And it turns out I'm the guy. 
I'm with Cecil. With Cecil. Point and click. Exactly. Right. So anyways, oh, um, man, that's Blue, where hurt. did you go? Blue, you disappeared on me. Yeah. Hit the wrong button. And um I'd like to <laughs> click. I'd like to make uh, some apologies. I meant to say Windows eleven when I was ranting about Windows ten and I meant to we say um Animal Crossing, not Harvest Moon. Sorry. I was going to correct you on that later, but then I was like, no, I'll just let yeah, it slide. Yeah, I know. It's that, yeah, we, we, saw you, However, we saw you disappear in shame, and we thought, it, we thought it was enough. We saw you disappear in shame. <laughs> now, here we go, because there's a few of us. To be fair. To, to be, be fair. fair. To be fair. Harvest Moon did just come out March of this year, and it's the Harvest Moon One World that has the worst reviews for a Harvest Moon game ever. They were like, they took the heart of the game, ripped it out, said, nah, we're just going to make it as generic and fucking worthless as possible. Because uh, the girlfriend wanted to play it, so Selkie actually wanted to play it. We were looking up, the trailer looked good, and then we looked at the reviews and everybody shit on it. And went, never mind, just go back to, uh, you know, Stardew Valley. So you're saying Kano ripped the heart out of Star or out of uh, Harvest Moon? Kano did it. Just ah, look at that. So, it's a beaut. You yeah, can say he harvested much. it. Did you know that Harvest Moon is not the same company that made the original Harvest Moon on Super Nintendo? I did not. I love the Harvest Moon on Super Nintendo. Okay, so that's actually called something else entirely. Right, It's a Japanese company, but the American company bought the name Harvest Moon after the Super Nintendo release, and they make a whole... The Harvest Moons after Super Nintendo are all fucking completely different and everything like that. The Japanese company that made the original Harvest Moon for Super Nintendo actually has a whole line of fucking video games, but they are the ones that are harder to get because everybody knows the name Harvest Moon. I didn't know that. I guess you learned something new. All right, so... um, Where was I? Oh, yeah. Metroid. Metroid. Metroid Dread. So, did you all watch Nintendo's presentation? Yes. I did. Okay. Um... Like, I, I, I watched it, and there was a bunch of great stuff out of it. And, and to be perfectly honest, as I said, I'm used to the powerhouses bringing it, but Nintendo really brought it. Like, And, okay, how's everybody's feelings about Metroid coming back in 2D? It being 2021. Keep, keep in mind, 2021, and they're coming back 2D. I've primarily known Metroid as a 2D, so you know what? They don't all have to be these high-def three-dimensional immersive worlds I-, I like a good 2d platformer okay blue you're shaking your head yeah so i started off with metroid prime on the gamecube so i'm used to a 3d metroid world um i feel like the way the nintendo switch has gone i mean the beautiful world of breath of the wild i, I feel like they're really kind of like <sighs> They're, they're given, like, half the effort in this. Like, I really feel like this could... Like, they have, like, the 
the 3D like cutscenes. They have the 3D um, graphics built. And so it's not it's not true two dimensional. It still has like a 3D look to it. It's got shadows and stuff to it. And I just feel like they really could have just made it that that 3D game, but they decided to go kind of a an artistic route, I guess you could say, and say yeah, like the 2.5D. Pretty- yeah, doing doing it. yeah, doing that, and I'm just kind of like, eh, I'm not not too thrilled with it. But I have a feeling that uh, anytime I got to be um, in the ball form, I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to be just a little bit easier since it's not three dimensional. I could unless agree there. of course we get into it and they're going to release the game, and the ball form is the only three dimensional aspect of the game, and it's just going to make it so much harder. So. How do you how do you feel like I mean I guess what's your argument there on the success of Castlevania and the two D realm that they've gone through like Ario Sorrow and etc. I never really played much of Castlevania, so I don't really have a good strong opinion on that. Well, everything past Castlevania Symphony of the Night really went the metroidvania and i put that in air quotes um route of you know kind of like unlimited exploration uh rpg elements etc etc so i mean they've had really great success with that formula um i don't know i I, i'm surprised that they haven't gone back there like metroid fusion and metroid zero mission were i believe they came out after metroid prime Somebody stop me if I'm wrong. Were they 2D side-scrollers? They were. Then no. They haven't made no. a 2D side-scroller in, I think they said, 19 years. Metroid Fusion was released for the Game Boy Advance in 2002, which was around the same time Metroid Prime came out. Okay, when was Metroid Zero Mission released? Uh, Zero Mission was on the Game Boy Advance as well, and that came out two years later. Okay, so, but both of them, okay, so Zero Mission was definitely after Metroid Prime. Fusion maybe after Metroid Prime. No, um, Fusion was around the same time, because Metroid Prime came out about the same time okay because you had aspects in fusion that you could use you had some i think you had some connection element that could connect to your gamecube to incorporate aspects from metroid fusion into metroid prime but metroid prime officially actually came out in november of 2002 so the same year okay it was a little but when did prime come out earlier that year so Prime 2002, Fusion, and it was November. Fusion was the same year, and it was like a day later. Okay. All right. Well, then I won't argue that. That's semantics. Um, however, my, my point was is that they've released 2D side-scrollers after Prime came out. Um, and I'm surprised that they haven't like really jumped down that road and given like more of the 3d and 2d in the main series. Like what was the, what was the one like Metroid other M or something or yes. Was it Metroid other M made by complete, like made by Ninja somebody or something like that on the, on the way. Yeah. It was, it was other M. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was made by, um, team Ninja D rockets. There you go. Team Ninja. And, like, that was one of those, like, where, like, 
I don't know. Like, like Other M just, for some reason, didn't resonate with me. Um, uh, it's a weird game. <laughs> well, like, I tried. I desperately tried to play it, but it just, it did not resonate with me. The Primes, I dug, but it just, like, the rest of them just, like, Other M did not resonate the way it should have. Um, Fusion, Zero Mission, which was literally Met- Metroid, the original Metroid, just updated. Um which I really appreciate, by the way, because I love the original Metroid and that they updated it really like they fucking nailed it, like full on nailed it. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for Dread. Now, did you guys read like, have you guys read up about the whole story about Metroid Dread? So I have. I've read the whole story about it. That's why I was going to wait because it's good. But yeah. And just a, a quick interlude. Natsume? did Harvest Moon for Super Nintendo, but they were also the Japanese company, but the Natsume was went American, and XSeed Games took over the Harvest Moon true traditional style, and they released their games called Story of Seasons. So Harvest Moon, after the Super Nintendo, uh, is completely fucked up and doesn't follow along the whole thing, but if you really liked the original Harvest Moon Super Nintendo, then you want to track down the Story of Seasons games. Okay, I can respect that. Um, but back to Metroid for one moment. My, my, uh, my, uh, my favorite game, like, okay, this is going to sound horrible. Out of all the games that have come out through all time, and I have played a lot of video games. Now, I can't say I've played... I can't even say I've played a majority of video games because there's so many games that are out there. But I've played a lot of video games across so many genres. My top video game, my favorite absolute video game for so many reasons is still Super Metroid. Such a good one. I I still have it in the drawer. It's a great game. You can't really argue that it wasn't... I mean, fuck, the original... Metroid game and all that, and then Super Metroid were fantastic. Well, so, I mean, one of the big... So, there was Metroid, and then there was Metroid 2 on the Game Boy. And then Super Metroid... Yeah, Return of Samus. Yeah, Return Return of Samus. Samus. And then Super Metroid. And Super Metroid nailed, like... Like, it it had really great game design. You know, it kept in that same vein. It gave you a whole lot of great powers. It gave you a whole bunch of new powers that you didn't have in the original game. It gave you powers that you had in the original game. But the thing that nailed it for me is the nostalgia factor because you go back to that original planet and you literally, like the first scene, you're going down and literally retracing your steps for where you fought the mother brain. And you're working your whole way down to find out that there's whole other shit going on in Zebus or, or Zabus or whatever the hell fuck it's called. And then so you all- said Game Boy though, right? I no, no, no. It so Super NES. Metroid. So there was there was Metroid that came out for the Nintendo. Then there was Metroid Two: Samus's Return or Return of Samus that came out for Game Boy. And then there was Super Metroid. Okay, I've only I've played the NES Metroid and I've played part of Super Metroid. Yeah, and the original the original NES Metroid was fantastic. Um, the the Game Boy version was actually the only thing that drew, that drove me nuts about the Game Boy version is how big sprites were by comparison. Like Samus was huge on the screen, and it made it really hard to go through like some of the levels. But I really liked how 
when you were going through, you're literally killing all these Metroids that are mutating until you get to the very end and you find that one Metroid. And that's literally where Super Metroid takes off. It's just like, it's, it's, it's the best way to do a sequel. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's not like, it's not like where they do these sequels now. Like, okay, take Star Wars. No offense to Star Wars, but you got Star Wars and then Empire Strikes Back and you're sitting there going, what the fuck happened? Like at the end of Star Wars, they're destroying the Death Star and now they're on a frozen planet somewhere. What the fuck happened? And then from Empire to Jedi, all of a sudden you're like, hey, Luke's learning how to be a Jedi. And then all of a sudden he's a fucking Jedi. Like that's the, it's, it's a pain in the ass. And that's why like when they do sequels where they're like true sequels, they're not, they're not leaving a bunch of stuff up to question. They're not leaving a bunch of stuff up to interpretation. They're just like, this is what happened. It went from Metroid two to super Metroid. Metroid 2, you find the little fucking Metroid that's rolling around, you bring it, and they explain it in Super Metroid. You bring it to a lab, they're checking it out, and now guess what? You got a distress signal from the lab. You're going to check it out. Like, that's the way to do sequels in my mind. That's what I like. And they, I mean, they did a really good job with that story transition. Um, Other End was a horrible story transition. But to me, the, one of the great things that came with the 3D world with Metroid Prime was the exploration of the worlds. The worlds were just oh, yeah. so beautiful. There was just so much to see. And I really just, I'm kind of missing that that aspect of this game. Like, yeah, it's yeah, cool background, dude. That's, that's a cool background you got there, but... I mean, like, scanning stuff, like, finding things to scan. Like, I remember just, like, going into a room, like, oh, no, all these monsters come out, and you're killing the monsters. And then it was, like, literally, like, looking around, scanning, looking for things to scan, and just, like, all the the arcology that you could just take in. Yeah, the, really way they, the way they unfolded the, the, the mythology and the lore of the game in Metroid Prime and, and its, you know, successors were really fantastic. And I agree with you 100%. The Metroid Primes, they made Metroid 3D the way, like, they made it the way it needed to be made. Um, they did justice to it. I, they I, did. I enjoyed the Prime as well. They did. And, and I, I, I absolutely love the Prime. And I, and if they release another Prime, or let me rephrase, if they release another 3D Metroid, whether they call it Prime or not, if they release another 3D Metroid, I know that they're going to nail it because they've nailed it already. The thing that I like about Dread is that if you read up on it, they're adding in, they're kind of, I don't know whether I want to say shifting gears, but they've got a different vision for it. So in all the Metroids that they had before, Samus was a badass. Hands down, Samus is a badass. Except for Other M. Other M kind of ruined it. Well, again, I stopped playing Other M, so I can't really play to that. But in Metroid Dread, Samus isn't necessarily a badass. The whole premise from what I was reading was that she's got this this villain or these villains that she can't be. So there's a, an essence of kind of, well, Dread. 
terror. Helplessness. You, 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 you know, there's a weakness now. Instead of being Samus Aran, the badass bounty hunter who can go in and fucking take out everybody, now there's a foe she can't beat. There's a foe that she can't overcome. There's a foe that she has to hide from. And that really, like, I don't know, that gets my nipples hard, man. I'm really excited about that. That gives an almost horror element to the game. Yeah, but you you get that. Um I mean, I mean maybe maybe they maybe they just make it more horrific. But when you go to Metroid um Prime Echoes, the sequel to the the first of the Prime 3D games. Oh, you hold have- on a second. Hold on a second. I'm sorry. I have one extra gift that Cecil got me very specifically, <laughs> and I'm going to try it out. And if I, I'm going to die. die. If I die, die, if I die, it's Cecil's fault and do all that. I get his camera. It's a cowbell that says ring it's for a- beer. Yeah, so it's fucking loud. Let's see. Uh, I don't know where the girlfriend's at, but. Here we go. I have to talk through it so the Discord will pick it up. Hey, babe! Can I please have a beer? I'm gonna die. I got it for him. She responded. Oh my god, if she doesn't blow his. Oh my god, she brought him a beer and a flip off! I love that! No, 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 no. It worked! She brought it him worked. a beer and she flipped you off. Bud. I love it! Oh, I'm gonna die! It I am so gonna die! I can't Holy ever fall shit. asleep at his house ever again. No, I have no, one... she's gonna murder you. She's going to. I have In one. Fact, I have. I have one statement now. Needs more cowbell, <laughs> dude. The show needs more cowbell. If I ever sleep or if i ever try to sleep at his house ever again i know exactly what's going to happen that cowbell is going to be rung right next to my dome i guarantee it i know what's going to happen and if it doesn't i'm just going to wake up to the sound of a gun cocking and i'm just going to wake up and be like this is it i knew it was going to happen i shouldn't have slept here but it's going to happen Um, i I thought we're going to get crammed in your ass and rattled but okay (laughs) that too oh i got me a beer I mean, gonna die. ladies and gentlemen, I mean, all our times have come here, but now they're gone. I mean, honestly, the seasons don't fear the reaper, nor do the wind, the sun, and the rain. Nope. 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 And I don't fear the reaper either. I'll still go over there, and I'll still pass out, and I'll wake up with that sound, and I'll, yep. This is it. This is the time. All right. What's happening? So, so, right, so I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> the th- I was just I, I was out of beer. I wanted to test something because I haven't tested it yet. And you know, I rang it once when she wasn't here to see how loud it was. Oh, oh fuck me, dude! It's All right, so, so loud. So, so going back to Metroid Prime, um, the second one, e- Echoes. Echoes. It has that. It has that horrific element. At least I felt like it it, it. it maybe doesn't have horror in the sense that what you think is horror, but it keeps you on edge. You go into the dark world, and and I know some of you are going dark world, dude. Like, what the heck are you talking about? It's been a while. I mean, Metroid Prime Echoes came out in two thousand four, so like it's two thousand twenty one. I don't remember what they called everything what, in that game. It it had a sense of angst, but it had a sen- 
And it says it's of angst. You had all these creatures, and there would be like they climb on the walls, they climb on the ceiling. Like, but like, you they, could they, defeat <sighs> them. That's yeah. the thing. Well, is that it, you could it, it defeat took, them. It took a while. It, it not did right away. But, but you could still defeat them. Like, and that's what I'm reading about dread is that these villains that you're facing, they're not. It they're they're like they're like the X they're like going to give it to you. Yeah, they're like Mister X in Resident Evil Two. They're a villain that you cannot defeat. So, RPG. Well, it's more than one villain. There's multiple exactly things for the well, new one. I'm, that's what makes it so exciting. I, I'm, that, that's I'm, the, I'm super excited. Mm. I have a Switch. I'm I'm going to get it. I'm not going to pre-order it. I'm going to wait for it to come out. And if it fucking sells out like the fucking video cards that we have, I'm going to freak out. And my eye's going to twitch and I'm Can't going to be ringing out. cowbells. It, it, it's a digital copy you could get, you, it, if anything. I know. Like, I know. It, no, I know. No, I'm just no, saying. See, I'm, no, just saying. Don't. don't mm, Shadow Fox's wife is. She wanted to fucking murder me because I was like, no, don't pre order 3080. It's going to be all over the place. I couldn't predict a fucking pandemic. But I would laugh if you don't pre-order it and for whatever reason the Nintendo story goes down and then you just can't fucking get it on digital and of course it's sold out fucking everywhere. Dude, I will Rochambeau you if that happens. I seriously will Rochambeau you. She is not. No, dude, I'm super fucking excited for it. If Harvest Moon did not kill... Sorry. Am I saying that? Gosh, I'm going to mix these two up now. It is Harvest Moon, right? Harvest, what harvest? Know, harvest where, the, where are we the going? Island, the the recent one that was the island game that everyone was popular. Everyone was great about Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Gosh darn it! Why do I keep saving Harvest Moon? I don't know. Dude, why. Yeah, harvest you're crossing. hooked on fucking Harvest Moon. Animal That's Moon. a shit game, man. But Animal Crossing took yes. the Switch by storm if and animal, took COVID by storm. If animal Crossing did not bring down the Nintendo Store. I think you're going to be okay, dude. No, Met- see the Metroid's thing with are- Animal Crossing. Is yeah, you, you get it, and it's not a big download to begin with, and then you get all of the several months update rolled out in one big thing, so oh, everybody oh, just time Damoc, skips. look left, Damoc, look left. I don't know what's uh, it, there's the death. Or we do another shot? No, it's yeah, we're doing oh. shots, but I'm doing cherry moonshine with oh, a, a oh, cherry in it. Bring oh, it up, boys. Hold on, hold on, this could be uh, because I gotta get going. Because I gotta oh, get no. super early in Wait, the morning. Do you like? I've got to do a shot. Metroid. With you guys. I love Metroid. Come on, bring, okay, bring it sorry. up, boys. We're I doing this shot. We're making this happen. Oh, he's doing maple though. Hey, I Just for Daymok, I, I will always do that. Hey, I want to point out this bottle cap has been stuck to my forehead the entire show. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've been waiting for it to fall off, but damn, dude. I had a I had a shitty like idea of just wanting to like appear with like the uh, gauntlet from uh, Thanos's gauntlet from Infinity War and just grab it off his head. All right, boys, here we go. Oh, oh, blues out, blues out. Right, so. Yeah, this is this is the last I've got. So all right, so let's make let's make this count. Ready? Salud. Salud. Cheers. Cheers. All right, you guys have a good night. I gotta get going because I gotta get three thirty in the morning. All right, well, so. D, night, tell D. people where they can find you. At. People can find me on my uh, G- uh, <laughs> I got uh, Microbrew Gamers on Discord. Microbrewgamers.com uh, for my website. Uh, you can find me on a YouTube channel. Uh, so, yeah. All right, man. Well, dude, thank you for joining in. Sorry we took so long. And we'll hopefully catch you next time. 
it's all good. I mean, we would have been fine, but you know, you know, you know, Blue had to do those intros about twenty times or so, man. That's <laughs> only because those I have out. to make everything so perfect for you, buddy. Just, just the best. But it does oh, warm yeah, my heart. That's what it is, huh? It, it warms my heart. Well, maybe that's that's a sapling, you know, maple bourbon, but something's warming my heart. <laughs> Probably the bourbon. All right, man. Well, you have a great night, and we'll catch you later. All right, catch you later. All right, so what was our other topics? Because we had we had a bunch of topics that we wanted to hit into. Vampire the Masquerade flying under the radar, and I still know shit about it because I didn't see you post anything. So let me know. <laughs> so, uh, uh, oh, we. So, so I, 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 I have to give credence to this. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend like probably like maybe five minutes talking about this. The, the re. <sighs> The really disappointing thing about E3 was the lack of entertainment that came from this. Um, the intro was a joke, but E3 also turned out to be a joke as well. And the intro was actually, we all stated like true things that actually, these are actual headlines, these are things that actually happened. But the fact that they didn't come out with a lot of games is disappointing. But I am still going to say this because I like the game series. I'm a little disappointed that there doesn't seem to be a campaign, but the new Battlefield game. Agreed. I'm Pretty interested. Game. Yep. Yep. All multiplayer. I love the destructive environments, and I love the fact that they're going to have... Like, the Battlefield 4, I, I'm trying to remember the name of the map off the top of my head, but you could make the building fall down, and that's really cool. The fact is that now they're going to add in a hurricane into a oh, map. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you have... So, they had a hurricane in Battlefield 4. They did? Yep. Where? That's where the references come that's from. There is a map that has right. a hurricane. So, yeah. the, the whole Battlefield trailer for 2042 literally felt like every Battlefield game I've ever played. And I know this drives yeah. Damoc nuts, and I'm sorry, but where the guy jumps out of the plane, rocket launchers the the <laughs> fucking the jet that's behind him, and then gets back in his plane, that is so a homage to what people actually did in Battlefield 3 and Battlefield 4. Okay, so when I watched the trailer, I thought that was the actual, hey, this is the game we're building. We're going to make it so off the fucking wall ridiculous, but that's not what they did. And so the gameplay trailer, so I was able to go back and enjoy the reveal trailer and go back and enjoy it and actually just be like, hey, yeah, that is 100% a homage to Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4, and shit. You know what I forgot to mention? I haven't played it this week, uh, sadly, but we played the fuck out of Battlefield 4 after that trailer launched. Oh, yeah. I played the shit out of it oh, with yeah. Vintage. You jumped in a bunch of games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, st- I love the Battlefield games. I am a sucker for the Battlefield games. Like yeah, when it, no, com- when it comes I, I to Call say- of Duty and Battlefield, I, I like I've played Call of Duty and really Call of Duty seems to be the same game over and over every single year. Battlefield, I just when they announced 64 by 64 games, I got wood. Oh, yeah, dude. I fucking, I fucking sploosh everywhere, man. That was just what it was fucking going to be. They did 64, but so it's teams of 64. 
I loved Battlefield 1942 when it came out. That was oh, yeah. such a fucking big game for Dude, everyone Storming to play. Normandy? It's just fucking insane. It was insane. Dude, well, the fucking the islands that we were attacking and the multiplayer was amazing. The the demo that came out, right? Fucking amazing. Well, so so they're the next gen consoles, I think they're going to have larger battles. I think it's like what, one twenty or something like that. It, it's huge. It, no, it is. It's, it's, it's 64, 64, yeah. 64, 64 by 64. By 64. Okay. So, yeah, the, like that's going to be a huge battle on the next-gen consoles. But one of the things that's making me really excited is the, how they're changing from classes to specialists. So, originally, if you wanted the sniper rifle, you could only be the recon class. If you wanted the, the heavy machine gun, you could only be the support class, and the assault Correct. class only had these guns, so on and so forth. So the fact that you can run a torch and a sniper rifle at the same time, well, I understand how that sounds stupid to to, to like some pro players because it's like, why would you do that? You're not going to be post up and doing this, but it's like you could run anything that you want. Sounds awesome to me. Like, well, I want to heal. I want to heal my teammates, or I want to do this. I want to do that, but I want to also run this gun because I really so- like that gun. I am I am on the fence on that because I like the idea of being able to customize to whatever you want, but I also see how it can be completely abused because ha- having like locking yourself, locking it into, okay, if you want this weaponry, you have to run this class and this gives you access to this tree. That kind of made it so that, I don't know. It, it, it made you had it so to that, level up. You yeah. had to level up in different things. You had to pay attention. You had to you had to not only play the class. You had to try and master the class. Find the one that you got, and be like, "Hey, you know what? I'm better with SMGs. I need to learn how to do the other aspects of this." Or, "Hey, I'm really fucking great as assault, and I can go through with fucking you know. You can get machine guns as assault. You could get. So I've been playing yeah, the fuck were- out of Battlefield Four. And yeah, I played more assault. I did dabble in recon, and they had quite a selection of weapons across the board for all the classes. Now, do you get the sniper rifles as assault? No. Do you get them as support? No. Did support get the machine guns? The the bigger, the better, the 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 better ones. Yes, but assault got them as well. It's not the same. I don't know. If you can just do whatever you want, like, oh, fuck it, dude. I'm going to, you know, have two fucking mini AKMs and then I'm going to have a sniper rifle on my back. Eh. My fear is that what's going to happen is the same thing I've seen across multiple other games where you get a very specific meta where it's this gun with this gun as the sidearm and then this is your secondary is basically what everybody runs. And then nobody like it. That that's, whoops, that's oh, literally so you mean the Call meta. of Duty Warzone. Exactly, it's just, it just turns into the meta, and then everybody is chasing that meta. And then what happens is, EA will switch some things around, and then the meta changes, and then everybody shifts over to that meta. I've seen it in, I've seen it in Call of Duty. I've seen it in Destiny. It's just it's where everybody starts chasing the meta. And the only thing that changes that meta is when they do an update that 
nurse this because somebody complains about it and then they bump that and now the meta changes and everybody goes to that. I'm I'm fearful of that. I think they can avoid doing that if they continue to do what they've done in Battlefield, which is you have a big gun and then you have your pistol and that's it. As far as your weapons are concerned, you're limited to these two things. Yes, there's some classes where you get C4, you get mines, but or a grenade launcher, I think for the assault class, you could get that. But if they limit it to you can only have the big gun and a sidearm, I believe that that will prevent a meta problem where you could have something where you have a shotgun and a sniper rifle like no, let's not allow that to happen. It's a shotgun and a pistol or a sniper rifle and a pistol. And I think that's what Battlefield's done very well is they've limited, like, you can't have two long guns. You can only have the long gun and a sidearm. And I think there are some sidearms that are considered, to, there's some sidearms that you get in the higher levels that were fully automatic, but otherwise it was like a pistol with a semi-automatic, a revolver. Or a hand cannon. Yeah, or yeah, you get that Desert Eagle, dude. You get that Desert Eagle, but the Desert Eagle was at a higher level. You had to get up there to get the Desert Eagle. Yes, yeah. So, and I and I think if I remember, you had to progress through the pistols to get up to something. So you literally had to run around and get pistol kills. It wasn't like I leveled up with the sniper rifle and now I'm a higher enough level where I can get the Desert Eagle. No, no, I literally had to use the nine millimeter handgun that felt like a pop uh, a cap gun you know getting up to the point where eventually i can get the desert eagle if they do it to where it's going to be one long gun and one sidearm and the sidearm's not going to be you know hey man i'm gonna get a fucking mossberg 500 shotgun <laughs> or or one of those so sorry yeah if they start to follow what's really going on and, and i won't cross into politics here i promise but if they get a firearm like the Mossberg Shockwave as their pistol, or they get these 5.56 or, or 300 blackout pistols, um, and then you still get your long gun, then I'm going to have a fucking problem with it. But I don't think that the video game is going to trend where, you know, reality is kind of hit. But okay, so let, let, oh, no, we, no, 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 we, stop, stop, stop. We yes, yes, you need to have a Mossberg shockwave as your sidearm in this game. That <laughs> that, that needs to be a thing. Like, make no. let's not make it level one. Let's make it like level like ten. But yes, okay. But can we backtrack to the reveal trailer where they did a remix of "Kickstart My Heart"? Oh yes, and they yeah, played that, it throughout, and they didn't play it all the way throughout. They just had it come in at key times. I swear to God, when I was watching that reveal, like my every time that I heard Motley Crue kick in, my nipples got harder and harder. Now, was it actually Motley Crue or was it because I, you know what? So my buddy Z has turned me on to like there is a metal version of Bohemian Rhapsody that is done by these four girls. Yes. And it is. It's amazing, right? And the one chick Phenomenal. screams and she growls into it. That's all, yes. dude. Like, if, okay, you have got to spend more time in the GNA lounge because I posted that forever ago. Dude, Probably. those chicks nail it. Yeah, so um, here we go. It's I Halo think, Scene, uh, Violette. What? I forget the other two, um, but the one chick who screams is amazing. Parasite. 
or whatever. P A R A S Y. Is Halo scene there? Is Halo scene yeah. on that one? I think it was. Honestly. Oh yes, it's I, Halo I, scene. I really, I really think Halo scene did the battlefield trailer because I don't think it was him. No, like no, ha- that no, that was that was definitely Motley Crue. Uh, let's see. I'll say, no, look these me guys, up. That feels like a remix. Is, Parasite is dudes, not girls. Yeah, but anyways, the, the, when they, when like you're literally sitting there and all of a sudden like it starts off with that friggin' that uh, what the hell, what the hell vehicle is that that comes in and crashes? It's like the helicopter plane one. Chinook? Is it a Chinook helicopter? Uh, I would have to watch the trailer again. I watched it the first time, was not a fan of it. Watched it the second time after I watched the gameplay reveal and was like, oh, yeah, it's a cool trailer. But to me, it wasn't as memorable uh, because I've always hated some of the stuff that people did in the game. Oh, God. See, I, I like I, I watched that reveal trailer. And my, as I said, my nipples kept getting harder and harder. But uh, when like they first come in and that... Uh, I'm going to call it a Chinook because I don't know what the, what what it actually is. But when that Chinook helicopter comes in and crashes and then it drops those guys off the edge and then like the one guy's fallen and trying to connect himself. Then he looks over and sees the other guy who's fallen and gives him a thumbs up. And then that helicopter comes crashing down and wrecks him. And then he drops out into the squirrel suit. And I'm like, oh, that's badass. But then when he's in the hurricane and you realize it's the same guy in the squirrel suit and he jumps out and kickstart my heart is playing as he's rolling around. I'm like, holy shit, I have to play this game. Yeah, no, I mean, the I liked the gameplay trailer better than I liked the reveal trailer. Um, even though I know what the reveal trailer was paying homage to fucking Battlefield oh. 3 and 4. Oh, it, it played homage to like every Battlefield game that was out there. Just the stupid shit that went on. Like it was just, it, 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 it hit all the right buttons. Like whoever, whoever did that, they, they sat there and they said, okay, we're going to make this trailer. But we're going to make this trailer and make everybody remember every game that we've played so far. And somebody looked at him and said, why would we do that? He said, because people's nipples are going to get hard when they watch it. That was it. That was just purely it. There was nothing else. All right. So the the Queen Bohemian Rhapsody cover, it's by Halo Scene, First to Eleven, Violet Orlandi, and Violet Orlando. Violet Orlandi. I don't know. It's it's yeah. Violet. Oh, okay. It's Not spelled Violet, violet but it, it's spelled Violet. Uh, I, I think the way she announced, well, you know, I may be wrong. It actually criticized her because she was really crackly on one of the songs I watched. Her and Halo, so her and uh, her and Halo Scene have done a bunch of stuff, and Halo Scene, like their drummer. N- no offense to the guy. But he's covered in tattoos and he's a beefcake. Like he's literally just muscles on top of muscles. It looks like he spends all day in the gym. And I look at it and go, Jesus Christ. Like who finds that attractive? And then my wife comes in and goes, oh yeah, he's hot. I'm like, really? Like he literally <laughs> and that is when Cecil started lifting. Exactly. And now, now all of a sudden I've started lifting and now all of my shirts are tight. And now I feel busty every time I look in the mirror. 
All right, I went back and I listened to that Battlefield trailer. You are correct. It is Motley Crue. That it's is not definitely Halo. Motley Crue. It's 100% okay. Motley Crue. It's a remix, but it's 100% Motley Crue. Yeah, it's uh, featuring uh, two, I don't know how to say it. It's 2WEI or something like that. 2WE or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Every, every time it kicks in, though, like it doesn't play, like it's not like Kickstart My Heart is playing throughout the entire reveal show. It's like a five minute plus reveal trailer. And Kickstart My Heart is not five minutes long. But as you're all of a sudden, like, you're watching it, and all of a sudden, Kickstart My Heart will start playing in the background, and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is this is good. This is, this is kicking ass. And then it'll oh, stop, yeah. and there'll be some more gameplay going on or some more reveal going on, and then it'll kick in again. But, like, when he's in that hurricane, and all of a sudden you realize the same guy at the beginning who kicked out his squirrel suit is at the end, and Kickstart My Heart turns on, I'm like, Yes. This is a game. I'm going to play it. That's happening. Tim Foyle Hat. Is the reason why Battlefield 2042 uh, has no campaign is because the last time it had a campaign, China was the enemy. No, I think they're trying to capitalize on Fortnite and Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah, I think they're pretty much because like a lot of games, like uh, I think Call of Duty, I think the last Call of Duty had no campaign whatsoever. None whatsoever. Yeah, so I think they're just going down that route. My expectation is that they're going to release a single player campaign later on and just kind of tack it on as like a DLC. Nope. They won't even do that. It's not worth the development time if people aren't going to play it. They're not going to do it. Um, if they haven't put it in there and they're released, then they're not going to put it in. Uh, it's gone to a very interesting spot in video games as a whole. You are now seeing these are multiplayer only games where they used to be, hey, there's a campaign. It may only be four hours long, but we threw a campaign so you could have a good job. But everybody's going to play the multiplayer anyways. Uh, now they have shifted. You have a very distinct. And, and I mean, Seriously, like, uh, what's the dude that has that sign? Fucking let me know if I'm wrong type shit, right? Uh, You have hardcore single-player games, and you have hardcore multiplayer games. Yeah. But games coming out with with good single-player and good multiplayer, that's a rarity. Some indie games, yes, but AAA games, not so much. You're right. You know what? You know what? You changed my mind on that. You're right. I, I honestly, you know what? I don't expect it from Battlefield now. However, on the flip side, when I look back at Battlefield, I've spent more time playing multiplayer than I have playing any single-player campaign that came out with it. True. I've beaten all the single-player campaigns for the Battlefield because, oh, Battlefield 3 was my game. When I came back from Iraq, it was the big game that had just come out. It was a big deal. I love the single-player campaign. I love the fucking tanks rolling through the desert, and you had to fucking identify. And it was a, you know, a very short single-player campaign, but mm-hmm. it was really fucking fun. Same thing when they remastered Call of Duty, right? Uh, they did Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. I didn't fucking like the multiplayer to Modern Warfare on the new release, but I still played the campaign twice over. Yeah, I, I actually... so. I'm a huge, I'm a story person. Um, so when I play a game, I'm looking for a story. I'm looking to be entertained through a story. I'm looking for a narrative. 
when it comes to multiplayer games like that, like that's one of the big reasons why. I, and and this is an I don't mean this to be offensive to anybody, but like Minecraft, I have trouble playing that game because there doesn't there's no story. It's it's pure creative, and not that that's bad. No, there's a story. There's well, a story. Well, it's this, hidden in the game. OG well, Minecraft. I was gonna say what I found at a Minecraft. I haven't found a story. If it's hidden there, okay, it's hidden really well, but I haven't found a story in it. Um, I'm a story-driven person. It's a massive exploration and crafting game, and you can play the entire game without ever uncovering the story at all whatsoever. Well, but there is a story to Minecraft. And that's one, like that's one of the reasons why Bethesda games drive me nuts, because I can start playing that game, and I can spend 30 hours on side quests that mean nothing, zero, absolutely nothing to the actual game and have no story that mean anything to the game, but I can spend 30 hours playing it and then realize, holy shit, I've spent 30 hours doing this and it has no bearing on what I'm actually doing in this game. It's it's just one of those, I, I'm a very, if you ever played D&D with me, you know that I'm very story related like there's got to be some sort of subplot going on there even if the subplot is a crazy demigod who built a pan-dimensional world that's basically just a giant escape room even if the story is just that there's some sort of story going on behind the scenes that is what's driving the whole thing um so in minecraft it's the ender dragon Right, you're playing the game. You're playing the game, but you have to discover and like it's a. I know it sounds kind of like cheesy, but it's one of those like if you don't pay close attention, you'll never know. Like you understand that the Ender Dragon is not in the Nether, right? It's a whole separate dimension. So, like, it's one of the reasons like dis- like Destiny drove me nuts is that when you play the game, the story isn't really there you uncover the no, destiny's story was fucking bad well sorry but so funny enough there's actually a whole lot of story there you just uncover them in the grimoire cards and when you read the grimoire cards that expands the whole story and destiny's story is actually really cool but it's a pain in the ass to discover it's the same way like i think it was dark souls where you had to pick up items and you had to read the flavor text on the items to figure out what the story was. It, it it's just it's it's a bad way to deliver a narrative, and not that I not that I don't want to work for it. You know, I I don't mind working for my story, but when the entire story takes work. It doesn't become an entertainment value at that after to me. It doesn't become entertaining at that point in time. It becomes work. And if I'm yes. playing a game, yes, I don't I, want to work. I agree. No, I mean, so Minecraft does not have a start to finish story. Minecraft has this: you have awakened. And you go from there and you start building your craft. If you start crafting, you start figuring things out. You start unlocking different things. If you use them the right way, then you can eventually get yourself to the end portal. The end portal will lead you to an ender dragon. And after the ender dragon, there's end cities. There's all kinds of hidden stuff. And 
when I say it has a story, it doesn't have a clear cut and dry story. When you kill the Ender Dragon, it hints to there's a much bigger picture than what you're aware of. And then Telltale Games released Minecraft Story Mode and yeah, there's all kinds of different things for it. But yes, it is a... You were dropped in the middle of a fucking world and you don't know anything about it. So you start punching trees and then you go, oh, well, that gave me recipes. What if I do this and this and this? And you start encountering different enemies. And when they drop certain things, you go, oh, what do I do with this and this and this and this? And it's one of those you go from there. But to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't have a direct, here's a story, let's go from here to there and get this shit done. Or it doesn't really have a lot of hidden archive type story things where you're like, oh, I uncovered a fucking tablet by following a treasure map and, you know, or Destiny's Grimoire cards, which I did not like Destiny storyline. Uh, I, I liked playing it with you guys. I honestly didn't like the fucking game overall. I would not play it solo, but yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I'm more of a... I, I don't know. I've, I've, I've played so many games that I like a... I mean, I, I, don't, I don't mind open world or, or created games per se. Um, oh, you like Fallout, dude, and you've played the first Fallout game, right? Well, the first Fallout game was a very narrative-driven game, though. You were you were looking for a water chip for your for your vault because your water chip failed, and when you find a water caravan, that water caravan then extended out that time that you had to find a water chip. Then you find out that the super mutants were actually not just all dumb; they were actually had a master who was really smart. Like there was there was a whole narrative that went on with Fallout, and Fallout Two was the same way. Yes. Yes, but you could get lost in that game and spend hours in a useless fucking loop. Um, at least I did. Maybe I, I fucked I the saying, game. Yeah, up. I, I, uh. I don't know that I agree with that because if you if you go like once you start searching the map, if you go to the to the areas that they have, like the the hub and. The Raider Village and you, I mean, if you talk to people, if you read, like, there's a lot of reading in the game because it came out in 1990, what, five? So there wasn't a lot yeah, of voice acting. Yeah, maybe that was my problem. <laughs> um, but there was, a, you know, like, if you read what was going on, there was a dis- very distinct narrative of, you know, you came out of the vault, you're searching for this vault, this chip, then you find out that there's, you know, people, like, the whole world isn't eradicated like you expect it to be. There's actually a whole bunch of people and the master ends up being like the end game. And when you find the master and you actually, if you kill the master um, and work your way back to the vault, it actually all turns out that they're just like, Hey, you know what? You've spent way too much time out here. We can't let you back in because yeah, you're just, you're not going to work here anymore. Um, and depending on how you finished out the game, you actually blow the overseer away or you don't, you just walk away. I can't remember exactly how, how it ended, but like even, okay. even fallout so, had a very distinct narrative to it. You know, there was a story in there. It, 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 no, 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 no. I'm not arguing that fallout did not have a story. 
I got lost because I probably didn't do half the goddamn reading because I was like, ugh, this is so much fucking reading. And while being a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, And being a teenager at the time, like, eh. Yeah. And and it's not like it's not like modern games where they literally like spell it out for you. They tell you, here's what's going on. Um, But the Fallout, I mean, the Fallout world is a is a super interesting and funny world to begin with. Um, I, I want to touch on one thing you said there, like recent games that spell it out for you. Have you, well, you haven't played Resident Evil Village? Holy fuck balls, dude. I spent forever, forever stuck at so many different parts because I was like, why the fuck can't I do this? Like I've completed every goddamn thing that it says to do. Examine, examine, examine. Yep. Take your items, flip them around, wait until you click A on them. Yeah, that actually came back from, uh, I want to say that was RE4, maybe RE3. But that was a big thing back in the RE days where you would pick up an item, you'd rotate it around, click on it, all of a sudden you'd pull something out of that item that you then would use on something else. Dude, I get stuck on so many fucking things. And you know what? I should have guessed. It took me three fucking times to realize I need to examine every single goddamn item that I pick up and see if there's anywhere I click it. And I got to examine every, like, I'm spinning it real slow to make sure I get every nook and cranny of it. Yeah, you got to search that thing like you're looking for the G spot. Like, it's, 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 you got to take time. But yeah, that, I mean, that was the only game recently that hasn't literally spelled it out for me. Well, all right, this is something that we got to breach. Why the hell wasn't there any information on any Splinter Cell game that came out in E3? Exactly. He's dead. No, no Splinter Cell. done with the series. No, Splinter he's, Cell no, was fantastic. Oh, great series, but Sam Fisher's done. No, Wait. Sam Fisher was in fucking Wildlands. Exactly. He was in Wildlands. No, he shows no, up in this no. Ubisoft multiplayer, whatever weird cartoonish style game with a bunch of other characters from the rest of the Ubisoft universe. But I don't know. I don't know. Is Tom, Tom Clancy, the Tom Clancy universe, depending on how the next division game goes, maybe dying. I don't know. The, and I Divi- say that because Rainbow Six has come out with a new game, and there's aliens. Wait, what? How did I miss yep. that? You missed that. Are right, you, uh, you gentlemen, have a wonderful night? Because as soon as they start doing that, that's uh, <laughs> I, I'm fucking out. Yeah, like I, I don't how did know. I miss aliens in Tom Clancy? Seriously, how did I miss? Yeah, aliens? Rainbow Six. I think it's called. Uh, what's it called again? Is it I, called I was, Rainbow Six Enemy Unknown? Um. Uh, and props to anybody who figured out that I did an XCOM not, joke there. It's Extraction. Is it like just an Rainbow X, Six like, Extraction will be released on the 16th of September. The game will support cross-play and cross-save across all path platforms. And it's uh, you take team, uh, you take operators as a team into lethal contamination zones, 12 uniquely designed maps, increasing difficulty, co-op, solo, and tactical co-op. Oh, Blue's going to be super disappointed here because 
Yeah, there is a new Splinter Cell game coming, but it's probably and Mobile. absolutely is Oculus. It's Oculus. Ooh. On September 16th of 2020, it was announced at Facebook Connect that a oh, virtual yeah. reality version nah. of the video game series is coming exclusively to the Oculus VR platform, along with, guess who bought Assassin's Creed? Apparently Facebook, because that's coming to fucking Oculus VR exclusively. Really? They bought the Assassin's Creed universe? Oh, no. Oh, oh as damn. long I mean, the VR portion of it, at least. Oh, okay. But yeah. So I, I can't see Splinter Cell being a good VR game because, like, how entertaining can it be to, like, hang from a pipe and, like, look at the ceiling and then look down and then look at the ceiling and then look down? Like, yeah, it's, it's not a good VR game. I mean, it's, it's, it's good third person. It's not good. I don't think it's good first person. I don't know. Metal Gear, Metal Gear series, I think, would be pretty badass in VR. But uh, I don't know. I don't see that being a good third or first person game. So, you know, what's interesting is I'm looking it up now and the Tom Clancy Splinter Cell novels ended a while ago. And then they got a writer, Peter Tellup, to start adding on everything from Conviction, Endgame, Blacklist, uh, the Blacklist Aftermath, it's no longer a Tom Clancy game. They've slapped his name on it, but it's a whole new writer taking the story in a completely wild direction. Do, do, and do you honestly think like that they were Tom Clancy games to begin with? I mean, seriously, they had people Rainbow mash Six, yes. them up and friggin' destroy them to make them a game to begin with. The original Rainbow Six? Yeah. It was uh, it was a big dead on. They followed well, the storyline. I mean, what the, inside the buildings? What took place? Whether you you caught the firefight here or there? Yes and no. That's all the video game yeah. portion of it. But the storyline, okay, actually I'll, I'll was very that. much and, so. And the original Rainbow Six, and I'm speaking only to the original Rainbow Six. That was probably the closest to an actual Tom Clancy book that I ever played. Because when you go in and you breach a room, like literally, it wasn't like a, oh, you go in, you take 15 shots before you're down. No, you you pop up, they're down. That Whatever you're aiming at, yeah, down. Yeah, and if they pop-popped you, you were down. It was that quick. Yeah, and I will forever be upset at my father for that because... Our home computer could not run the Rainbow Six game, but the laptop that his work gave to him, the police department gave to him, actually ran the game. So that asshole sat at the kitchen table and let me watch him play it. And I never actually got to play it until years later when I got a new computer that was able to play it. So that's one of the things that drove me nuts about The Division and Division 2 specifically, that you would go in. And you would play and like literally you'd go in and I'm thinking, all right, Tom Clancy, this is like Tom Clancy's realism. And I'm doing air quotes there. You go in and you're sitting there plugging people. And it's like, I've wasted three clips on this dude and he hasn't dropped yet. Now in, in, I'll give this in division two, they at least gave the body armor thing where like if they were wearing body armor, you'd blow off a piece of body armor. You'd shoot there and they'd finally die quick. But even that was still way the fuck out there 
comparatively to like Rainbow Six, where you jump in and you're like, but up, that dude's down, but up, that dude's down. Like that was it. Like it was, yeah, it was much closer to yeah. real life. Like what would actually happen? But you know, that was the good part about Splinter Cell and the bad part in the later games of Splinter Cell. Like, you know, Sam Fisher absorbed bullets a lot more than his enemies absorb bullets. Yeah. Which was, the, it was a nice thing. Like, oh, okay, pop, pop, they're down, pop, pop, they're down, I'm moving. But I can take, you know, half a fucking clip emptying into me, turn a corner, heal up, and be good. Uh, but yeah, I see Blue... Legitimately, I would love to see a new fucking Splinter Cell game. I loved the original game. On, I played it on the original Xbox, and it was just so much fucking fun. And then when you could do the co-op missions, me and my cousin sat and played that again and again and again. Uh, that was amazing. The one thing that I actually I really liked about the Splinter Cell games is the lock picking. The lock picking for pretty much any game that I've played, the lock picking was the closest to actually lock picking that there was. That I dug. Blue, what the fuck did you send me, dude? I'm wondering the same exact thing. I'm sorry, I'm scrolling through Twitter right now. Yeah, that's the same girl from when we were doing the hot tub stream discussion. She's in a horse mask. Yep. In in a jumpsuit? Normally she when when Damoc and I were talking about this, she was wearing a bikini dancing around in a inflatable pool. And she's playing some Nintendo Switch dancing game that I can't remember and the name she's of. Blowing what the hell is that in her hand? It's it sounds like a microphone. That's some ASMR shit right there, man. I mean, I've got the weirdest boner right now, and I don't know why. I'm I'm just weirded out entirely. Oh, I'm supposed to be weirded out? Whoops. I am. Oh, well, I mean, that's, you guys that's posted by Whoa, Lady. Oh, dude! Yeah, like, Lady... Okay. Lady posts some interesting thing. Yeah. Game of Bones. Winter is coming. Yeah, I'm Lady of Legends. That. That. She's, she, she's a great follow. Lady as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. She now has changed it to Lady AF. Exactly. Oh, yeah, so, I'm, glad um, that, I'm glad that she's got the way to cook actual cookies on there. Penis, though. That's a little weird. Most people don't stick their penis in a cookie. Wait, we don't? I said most people. I'm pretty sure Blue doesn't. I don't. So that makes Dude, most people. Girl Scout cookies have holes in them for a reason. Only the caramel delights. Yeah, they're called delights. What the fuck? On that note, let's before we start defaming the Girl Scouts of America, Daymok, where can we find you at? Oh. I 99.9% troll the fucking GNA Discord, but I you, you can find me on Thoughts and Shots, although I think the last episode I did with him, I'm no longer welcome there. Uh, yeah, I'm Damn. not sure. I didn't even listen to the episode, but I'm probably no longer welcome. I'm still in their Discord, though. You can you can find me there. I still buy their merch, but uh, yeah, mostly in the GNA Podcast Discord. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure after I was like ragging on Brandon for getting the, the whole black people on the Titanic thing wrong, I'm pretty sure I'm no longer welcome there either. Yeah, I think I called him like Chocolate Bear for a while. You did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it, 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 see, it was funny at the time, but then I go, oh man, I hope that wasn't racist. Oh no, it totally was. <laughs> it was totally racist. <laughs> what about you, Blue? Where can people find you at? You can find me on uh, Twitter at BlueShark45. You can also find me on the GNA Discord. And uh, yeah, that's, those are the best places to find me. Well, I am Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter. Cecil Xavier everywhere else. Sometimes with an underscore, sometimes with not. Um, but don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iPhones. Uh, iTunes are your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show, so if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. I am so drunk right now. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Android, uh, Spreaker, MyListen, your music. I'm fucking this up hardcore. Uh, uh, fucking Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio. You can find us in all sorts of places. If you can't find us there, let us know. We'll go there. Um, we used to have a bunch of shit going on. We don't anymore. Hopefully, we're going to kick that up. Uh, the We've got the GNA Misadventure League, which is going to be kicking back up here shortly. Um, we're partnered with Humble Bundle. Well, currently, we're partnered with Humble Bundle. Uh, if they switch their formats, we might switch out. Who knows? But check them out. If you do check them out, just put the question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of whatever link you have. That lets them know we sent you. Once you do that, make sure to switch the slider all the way down for GNA podcast. We don't want you to give us money. We want you to give it to charity. Give it to the publishers. Um, maybe throw a couple bones to humble bundle but we don't want your money we want you to give it to anybody else other than us we just want you to let them know we sent you there uh, shit i'm probably forgetting something oh christ we have a podcast website. what's the website somebody got the website i have no idea you have a website we, oh shit i think we do don't we I'm drawing a blank here, man. Like, what the fuck? Like, I... Hold on. Let me fucking Google this shit. Oh! www.gnapodcast.com Or... So, wait. Yeah, that's right. I got it. <laughs> Thank you, Damoc, for that. And thank you guys for joining the show. I'm sure D would be uh, remarking on where he could be found right now, but uh, he's not here, so we'll just call him a chode. But thank you, gentlemen, for joining in. <laughs> chode. It was good. It was fun. Hey, thanks for having great me, time. as always. And hey, thank you for the shirt. Thank you for the shot glass. I greatly fucking appreciate it, but you know what I hold value most is that handwritten letter that you sent me. <laughs> that one is right next to my ultimate shit talker trophy. I greatly appreciate that the most, Cecil. You are amazing. I, yes. appreci I appreciate that, and I meant every word that I writ wrote in every single one of those, and I was mostly sober when I wrote those. Yes, thank you very much for that and making it legible. Uh, you know what? Um, I'm not going to lie. 
the first one I wrote was actually to you, Damoc, and I had to write that a few times because the first few were not legible whatsoever. So I literally sat there with a fucking piece of paper on top of it, making sure I wrote in straight lines, and I crumpled up and threw it away when uh, I fucked it up. So yeah, there was there was a lot of that, but I just uh, that was my way of saying, hey guys, I you know I know you guys take time out of your day. I know you spend time to join in the podcast, and I hope it's fun. And what I always say is, if it's not fun, don't do it. You know, if you're not having fun, stop doing it, because that's the whole reason I do it. I do it because I enjoy it. I do it because I have fun. And I know that, you know, everybody has, you know, things that they want to do in a day, and they take time out of their day to join in on this. And I greatly appreciate that. So just, it's my way of saying thank you. Uh, I try to do something every year um, and I'll continue to do something every year. I just don't know how fresh it'll be because I don't know, I'm running out of fucking ideas, but uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, it's been. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. Thank you. So thank you guys for joining the show tonight and uh, I'll catch you next time. Have a good have night. Fun.